Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 244. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is Jeff from PB Americano. It was wonderful to get to know Jeff. He's changing some stuff up and he's also making some big moves. So before we can get into that, we want to stop and make sure that you guys know what's going on with us. So you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona podcast at www.findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So you can check out all of our social media under Finding Arizona Podcast. Next up, if you want to go check out our newsletter and our blog, the newsletter is a little bit more of the official side going on with the podcast. We let you know who's coming up next on top of what's going on in the community. But if you want to get a little bit more personal with both Brittany and I, you can go check out our blog. It tells you what's going on in our lives. And we have a special guest blogger today for this week's blog post. And I promise you, it is something that you are going to be interested in if you are a gamer. So go check out that blog posting, on top of which we have a place for you guys to become super fans. That's patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. There you will sign up for one of our tiers that helps support us. And then we in turn give you bonus content like our bonus podcast called Fine Examination. 50 questions that we fill up with fun with our guests of the week. And every guest who comes in through our door has to go through that rigorous 50 questions, but it's always fun and they always enjoy themselves afterwards. So go help yourselves in enjoying that bonus content. And that is the end of our little spiel, but it is the start of one of my favorite parts of the intro, which is the community corkboard. I always love giving back to the community and giving them a chance to be heard. So if you want to send your event, you can go to podcast at gmail.com, send us a little blurb or something to shout out, and we will shout it out like the following stronger together arizona's uh arizona lottery and local first az are coming together for a online show that helps benefit local first arizona and i encourage you guys to go check this out it is sharing stories and support with local community members and this is all going towards local first arizona small business relief fund that helps small businesses throughout the state and they are getting numerous amounts of requests so to my dear friend Thomas Barr. You do incredible work and we are so happy to be um, part of your guys's uh, friendship circle and just helping you guys out makes me feel a lot better. So this is all taking place June 30th. That's a Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. I encourage you guys to go check out more information at localfirstarizona.com. Next up is Um, something that many of you have been asking for or are already a part of or already trying to get involved with. So this is all Black Lives Matters March. This is also supporting the LGBTQ community and uh, they're going to come together and support and their mission is to highlight the injustice for black members of the LGBT community and face and talk about how much support is needed for them. And uh, this is something that I've been wanting to highlight and wanting to share with you guys just so that you guys have a place to go and lean on for wanting to um, understand and have those conversations and want more events highlighted. So this is taking place today. That is June 27th, 530 to 730 over at Steel Indian School Park Pond. 
I encourage you guys to go out there if you want to um, help fight against that and help support and stand up with them. So next up is um, something that has been a part of the community for a very long time. That is the Metro Center. Yes, for those of you who don't know, Metro Center is closing its doors. But even though it's closing its doors, there's going to be one last hurrah. And that's for you guys to go check it out today, all day long. They're going to be having places for you guys to take photos. And later in the evening, they're going to do what is called a ride around. Back in the day, you could go around the and drive around the whole circle area of Metro Center. And they're going to do one last ride around to say goodbye to the center. And so for those of you who don't know where that area is, it's off the I-17 in Peoria. I encourage you guys, this is a, a remnant of the past of Phoenix and it needs to be supported as such and um, highlighted as such. That is, again, all day today, June 27th, from basically the right now to the end of the night. I encourage you guys to say your goodbyes to this place and just enjoy what was there. And uh, hopefully we'll get something more interesting, maybe a little bit something better for the community uh, that will be taking its place. And that ends our community cork board. But I'm very, 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 very excited or very happy to say that we are um, we're trying our best to make sure that you guys are well informed of what's going on in the community, but I am not perfect. So please, I am open and here for you guys. If you need anything, again, findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com. Send us what you need or what you want highlighted. I will be glad to do so. And with that, we go straight into our episode number 244 with uh, PB Americano. Enjoy it. I will catch you on the next one. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a combo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. dig into okay ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the finding arizona podcast i am your host jose as always we bring in someone very special and today is no different ladies and gentlemen the co-owner of pb americano jeff and i want to say it's uh give me a hint on your last name i want to say Malcoon. It right. yes a little bit different Malcoon. it's lebanese wow okay yep. so there is a lot to unpack here but uh i'm gonna give you the question that we start with nowadays is how are things going? You know, what have you been through for the last couple of weeks? Where were you staying at to stay safe? You know, you were now, it's like, I want to say it is Tuesday, May 19th. So the uh, lock in place order is up and lifted. So it's like, we're, sure. we're, how are you doing? Like, how are things? Well, thank you for asking. No problem. I appreciate it. Well, you know, this isn't good for anyone. 
uh, and uh, we rely heavily on other members of our community to do business like restaurants yeah. and cafes and uh, spring training facilities that we oh, provide wow. peanut butter to. So when yeah. all of that closed down, it was just terrible for us. <sighs> and a couple weeks ago, uh, I got a call from the director of local First Arizona, Tommy Barr. And uh, as Tommy does, he asked. I love that you call him Tommy because I'm so used to calling him <laughs> Thomas. And I'm just like, right. on that pro, like, well, I just know him by Tommy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I love that you call him Tommy. So I'm just gonna remember that. You know, you know what? I've known Tommy since we were kids, and it's always oh, it's always it's been to Tommy. So. Yes, I love it. Uh, but Tommy called the ass what 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 local first could do to help us get through the uh, crisis, and my response was make sure that you do what you can to get these restaurants mm -hmm. um, out of the crisis and the cafes. That's what you can do to help us yeah. because if they don't survive then that's going to be really bad for those of us in the background who are yeah. providing food service products, tubs of peanut butter uh, <laughs> to make their delicious products. Absolutely. So uh, not good for anyone. Our lives didn't uh, at Americano didn't change too much, okay. Jose. Um, being in the grocery industry, we were still hard at work. So we were we were sort of quarantined mm -hmm. and um, still working uh, through quarantine yeah. um, at the production facility. Uh, keeping things, uh, we're in an FDA certified production facility, so Good. keeping Good. things clean, wearing Good. masks and gloves as we already did. So uh, fortunately, we're well stocked and all of that. And so uh, we you were, were ahead of the through. game a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. We were. It's kind of funny. The uh, at farmers markets and festivals, we use these wooden uh, sticks. They're tongue depressors oh. for sampling. Okay. Yeah. And those we have not been able to find at all. Get so tongue depressors are totally sold out, just like wow. hand sanitizer and all that. But yeah. the, the fortunate thing for us is that no, we can't sample anyways. <laughs> so stores aren't allowing tastings, farmers yeah. markets, no tasting. So uh, but yeah, we, we're, we're still looking for those for when such, we come out of this. Such an interesting ripple effect of a lot of things going on these days. And, you know, one of the one of the highlights that I've kind of I've kind of lean on is the fact that what your words just brought up is helping people, helping people and kind of the, the general uh, thought is if we're in this together, we can make it through. And so kind of like what you just said, I really appreciate you bringing up those words. One of the other questions that we typically ask people who come through our doors is, can you give us a little bit of the origin story? Cause I know sure. I've already done my research. You're a brophy boy. <laughs> <laughs> you did your research. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it all started with a trip out to Latin America, or is it before that trip? No, it started in it started in Latin America. Okay, I sometimes say I actually started this company in Uruguay. Okay, yeah, um, I was I was living in an Uruguay, and uh, when I when I essentially was, I lost my mind for peanut butter and for really? the idea of starting a peanut butter company, and started grinding up peanuts right there in my apartment. Wow. In uh, which I'm, my apartment, I'm pretty sure, was like Section 8 housing uh -huh. in downtown <laughs> yeah. or in a really sketchy part of Montevideo because uh, I was backpacking and was on you know really tight budget. But I had this idea and uh, I just couldn't let go of it and almost didn't leave Uruguay. Yeah. I was so possessed by this idea. I thought, I'm going to stay in Uruguay. Yeah. I'm going to start this peanut butter company here, <laughs> and I'm going to fix this problem right here, right now. And uh, fortunately, yeah. in one way, I was traveling with uh, a good friend of mine yeah. uh, from Brophy, actually. Yeah. I knew from Brophy. And he kind of had a, a come to Jesus uh, moment with me. He said, Jeff, he said, we're going back to the United <laughs> States. I'm not leaving you here in Uruguay. <laughs> we're finishing good, this trip. That's a good friend. <laughs> it was. And uh, I 
thought of as I'm, st- I'm starting this company now. Uh, because, you know, part part of this, Jose, is that we were working with a relief organization yeah. called Un Techo Para Mi País, a roof for my country. Okay. And we were building emergency housing with them. They're sort of like a, hab- a Latin version of Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so part of this was uh, the peanut butter thing, but the other part was... Uh, uh, contributing proceeds to the beautiful work that this group was doing sure. in Uruguay and around Latin America. And so uh, that was a big part of it. I, you know what, that was, I was reading that story and I thought to myself, I mean, what a, what an incredible journey to even before your backpacking trip, you went through some real places. You went to Jordan and you went to, mm-hmm. you were an intern at British parliament. And so all of these things, where you're backpacking and I just kind of want to um, ask you a couple of questions. What were your, I guess, what were your thoughts building towards as you're seeing these different cultures and building your perspective on the world as you reached Uruguay, was there an intention to start a company before all of this, or was there something just it kind of came from the peanut? Sure, sure. No, I wouldn't say there was an intention going in. Uh, This was really a life changing moment that I had when I while I was sleeping on a dirt floor on the Mm -hmm. outskirts of Montevideo, working with this NGO, building emergency housing and uh, had this idea. And I thought, you know what, there's there's got to be something more I can do. Uh, when I get back to the States at some point to yeah. continue uh, supporting the beautiful work that this group is doing, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought one of the thoughts was social venture, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start a business. Well, what kind of business do I start? Well, that's when I you know, I noticed the, the whole peanut phenomenon, um, which is really an economic phenomenon, similar to coffee beans and roses and all sorts of things in Latin America, where they make a lot more money exporting them to us yeah. than they do consuming the products themselves. Okay. And so, so that was my next question was going to sure. ask you was like, you keep bringing up this, this, this term of like this big thing from peanuts. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious, where is that stemming from? It's like, what about the peanut kind of gave you that aha moment of like, I got to do this. Sure. Well, the peanut is just a fascinating crop. Uh, it actually originated in the Uruguay region of South America about 3,000 years ago. That's nice. where it's first cultivated, as far as we know, and slowly made its way uh, north um, up to North America, where it's become so popular in places like Georgia mm-hmm. and, you know, almost been uh, been. Uh, kind of identified as a U.S. Uh, export at this point. I get it. Everyone thinks it's a U.S. commodity. I, I sure did when I was there. I thought, this yeah. comes from Georgia. What is it doing growing uh, here in the outskirts of Montevideo? This is really interesting. And that's kind of what started to lead me down the rabbit hole. Nice. Um, but about 10% of the world's peanuts are still produced in that part of the world. Get out of but town. But it's very difficult to find peanut butter on store shelves. And when you do, you find Skippy, uh, you know, some of the conglomerates, and you're looking at 15 dollars a jar so it doesn't it doesn't really meet the palates of people in latin america it doesn't really meet the budgets of people in latin america and this is what really got me thinking that we could do a little bit better especially when you see uh children going to school with something very delicious in dulce de leche um on their sandwiches but but not uh the nutritional level that that a peanut butter is right you know we have we grew up with peanut butter here which is loaded with niacin loaded with fiber loaded with protein um very nutritious so uh this was really interesting to me especially after realizing that the peanut comes from there that they're growing peanuts still yeah that's so fascinating 
Yeah. Where places like um, you start to see like in Egypt where like the dates and all of these different places and regions where they're outsourcing rather than, you know, keeping it in the community. It's more of an outsource product. Sure. Um, I'm curious why, like why, why that particular region has it become such a disconnect, even though there are still farmers that treat it as a product that needs to be curated for or sure. have attention to it and and even keep it in the i don't know monoculture not monoculture but the like the the culture of you know crops that is in the region mm-hmm. why keep it that way if it's just going to be outsourced and and then priced higher in the region that it's grown from sure yeah that's a great question well as th- this question arose for me while I was in Uruguay, the same exact question. And it wasn't answered until I continued on this backpacking trip and and continued heading north towards Colombia. And I arrive in Colombia and uh, one day, uh, a friend of a friend invites us to take a tour of a coffee plantation on the side of this beautiful mountain in Colombia where they grow lots of coffee beans, as as you're aware. And we're, we're touring this coffee plantation with the plantation owner and he offers us coffee. Nice. And we, my friend and I say, of course, we'd love to try, <laughs> we'd love to try some coffee. And I wasn't a coffee person at the time. Yeah. I, I, I had never, I had never, never really been a coffee person up to that point. And to me, it tasted delicious, right? I, I, I don't know, I know nothing about coffee. Yeah. Um, to me, it was delicious coffee. I compliment the plantation. I said, this coffee is really, really great. Thank you so much. Uh, this, and I said, this is grown right here. And he starts laughing. Uh-oh. And he says, no, and you know, this is Spanish and my friend is kind of helping to translate. He says, no, uh, tell your friends, this is, Folgers instant coffee from the corner store. I don't, I don't serve coffee from my plantation. You know, and it's a joke to him. Like he would ever serve coffee beans from his plantation. Wow. This really drove it home for me. So okay. this is true for coffee beans in Colombia. It's true for peanuts in Uruguay and Argentina. Um, this guy is exporting 100% of the beans that he's growing, the coffee beans, and he is going to the corner store and buying whatever Folgers is exporting back to Colombia. Wow. Um, Probably not Colombian coffee, something (laughs) cheaper, I don't know. Um, But it was a joke to him that that he would consume his own crop. And so this is a a common economic uh, phenomena across Latin America, I'm sure much of the world. Yeah, that's so fascinating. There's a level of, I, I guess there's one part of me, I'm like, well, how do you know that the bean is so good? Like, how do you know that the product is A plus? Like, how do you right. guarantee that? Or at least, you know, right. there's a, some semblance of like, how do you know? <laughs> right. And so, but I can kind of agree too. It's like, why would I sell, like, why would I give away my product that I'm breaking my back for that mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I have put every ounce of my soul into this. Of course, I'm not going to give you like, this is just like how it works. And so, one of the things that I'm so like, I'm really trying to wrap my head around all of this is how do you come into play and where your, you know, where your background has allowed you to succeed in making PB Americana what it is today? Sure. Well, I, I always say that starting any business is a privilege, mm-hmm. right? And it's a privilege that's afforded by the community, it's afforded by family, by your support system. Yeah. Um, it's very, very difficult to 
start a business one and then be persistent in continuing in business two until the business is profitable and sustainable because uh, there isn't a timeline on that a lot of times you know you might yeah. place one on it but it doesn't mean that the economy and the you know the uh, customers are going to follow that timeline so it's a privilege okay. uh, for sure and for me, you know, I grew up uh, around the business world. My, my family has been, um, has operated uh, small businesses here in Arizona since the 60s. Oh, wow. Um, my nice. family's been in Phoenix, you know, on both sides for close to 100 years. It's um, beautiful. Wow. Congratulations to that. Yeah. Which, you don't see that every day. Like. You don't. No, Phoenix is like two people old. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So we're all, we're all technically like pioneers right now. Um, that's what I tell people who move to Phoenix. I'm like they're like yeah i'm new here i'm like you're technically you're just like a pioneer yeah uh, this is a really really young kind. corner of the world um <laughs> but you know what i i guarantee you like we've met i i just the great thing about this podcast is we get to meet incredible individuals and so one i've met this one family that like literally five generations deep and like her great grandfather three times over has like got a statue in mesa or something wow, like that okay, i'm yeah. just like that's intense that's that's a, that was that was like mind-blowing right. like her family has been here that long so it was just yeah. really cool um but yeah keep going i'm so sorry i cut you off <laughs> right so I, I think it's just an amalgamation of, of that jose you know i i was fortunate to attend brophy uh which has been a really really supportive community mm -hmm. um and uh, i look back so fondly on that time and then to attend asu a couple times yeah. which uh, brought amazing opportunities like working in the british parliament and uh, eventually traveling around the world. I've been to 40 countries so far. That's incredible, actually. And I've li really lived great. and worked on four continents. And nice. all of that is is through, mostly through ASU yeah. and, and through um, the opportunities that ASU gave me. So Okay, so there's a lot now being such a global individual like yourself is one part is I want to kind of ask you about recent events and how sure. you are seeing COVID affect Latin America and probably... I'm assuming some of your source material in uh, in Uruguay still. So I want to know what you've been updated on, what you're doing, and anything that we can kind of know from your perspective. Sure. So, you know, it's affected all of us in, in different ways. For us, uh, in March, when this first hit, we were actually planning to attend our very first food show in oh. Latin America. Wow. It's one of the largest food shows in the world that takes place once a year in Guadalajara, Mexico. It's nice. called Antad. And we uh, that show is postponed to July and has been since postponed again to October. Wow. Uh, but we are planning to attend still. We're really excited Congrats. about it. Thank you. That's going to be fun. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. One thing we've realized over the years here in Phoenix is that uh, a couple of our flavors and one really in particular Chaco Blanco mm -hmm. is pretty uh, has been pretty well received by the Mexican community. Nice. And so uh, we had the idea we've had it for a long time that we want to when we move into Mexico really market Chaco Blanco okay. in Mexico which a lot of folks from Mexico tell us tastes like Mazapan. 
which is you know a popular <laughs> candy in Mexico. And so our plan is to head down there and market it as a cream of mazapan um, nice. uh, flavor. And so we're really excited about that, excited to enter into the Latin market. And up until this point, the only exporting we've done is to Canada. Okay. And we've been in a couple hundred stores uh, across Canada, and which was awesome. Um, but we've really, you know, Mexico is Arizona's largest trading partner mm-hmm. by uh a magnitude, I think, of four uh, against the next closest country. Yeah. And uh, it just makes a lot of sense to um, work across the border, especially in neighboring states. Mm and so that's that's a direction we're going in. And I don't know if that answered your question. I, and it did. And the one part, too, is, mm-hmm. is there any other means of like um is there anything that's affecting your, oh, right. you know, uh, manufacturing? Sure. So we've seen fluctuations in the prices of, yeah. uh, especially the commodity price of peanuts, okay. um, has been a little erratic over the last couple months, uh, as, as, as so much has, um, a lot of uncertainty right now, even with almonds and some of our other ingredients, mm-hmm. we've seen, uh, freight costs go up. So it, it's been interesting. Yeah. I think most of the volatility that we've seen has been on the retail side. Um, you know, shortly before this hit, we put out a couple of pretty large orders to national groups who a couple weeks later uh, basically called us and said, hey, uh, we've had to close all of our stores and our corporate policy is that we have to toss your product. Yeah. We'd sent them quite a lot of peanut butter and we, you know, we, we, we contested, you know, can't you please send it back to us? Let's, you know, we'll take it back. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, it was their corporate policy. So they tossed these orders that we'd sent them and then called a week later and said, oh, by the way, we can't pay you probably for like half a year. I know we had 30 day terms, but we don't know if we're going to be able to pay, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah. Uh, it's been real. That was really, really interesting. Not a lot of fun. Um, what and- a hard, what a hard lesson to learn right off, like to right off right the bat of like this happening, like the hard lesson to learn right off from something like this taking place. Sure. Well, there was, there, it is hard and there's a pretty big distinction immediately. Right. So grocery stores were able to stay open. Yeah. And if you were not a quote unquote grocery store and you just sold some food products as some of these groups who were working with did on the side in the back in a small section, but you were selling, you know, maybe like a department store um, selling other things. I won't name any names, <laughs> but they, they closed down. And a yeah. lot of these groups don't have much of an online presence, right? They're brick and mortar exclusively. Mm-hmm. And so when they closed, they closed mm-hmm. and uh, they ended up tossing product and, um, yeah, it was not, not fun to be on the other end of that where yeah. we're wondering if we're going to get paid. Uh, and you know, just the, like the thought of like, you know, there's a lot of love and care that goes into the manufacturing of these, you know, the every single flavor. And so it's like, yeah. I, I can attest to like, just, just the understanding of like, man, we could have gotten at least half of that, like made something out of half of that or right. kind of, you know, hustled to make something out of half of that or something, anything. And yeah. so I I can I can definitely appreciate and empathize for you for sure. Yeah. When when they told us they were tossing product, you know, we were, we were hopeful that maybe that meant donating, yeah. uh, you know, because we're talking about thousands of pounds of, of nut butter. And so I know that it's a policy, but maybe next time if you can kind of uh, we know a nonprofit, Waste Not AZ, that mm-hmm. donates that picks up and then donates to um, 
you know, just different areas that need that are in food deserts that need it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you know them. They are a part of Local First AZ. But it's like I know not everyone knows each other. So I just like to I'm the guy who's like, I got it. I got another person for you to meet. Jose, so, thank you. The yeah. name is familiar, but I don't think I've met them. I'd love to work with them. Yeah. We work closely with St. Vincent de Paul, with the Andre House. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And with St. Mary's Food Bank, yes. uh, which services uh, a number of, of great groups. And if it were up to us 100% of the time, that's where the we'd route. be where we'd be going <laughs> yeah. with any product. Um, often, you know, times, most of the time, the product, there, there's, uh, you know, product that is just as fresh as you'll get at the farmer's market that we're contributing to these groups. Um, So yeah, it was, it was definitely sad to hear and kind of out of our hands. So, so I want to go into a more positive light and (laughs) ask you a positive question. Um, I'm kind of curious, you know, someone as passionate as you, you know, you were saying that you were grinding up peanuts in your, in your apartment. What was that first batch of peanut butter like? Uh, it was, uh, it was basically non-existent. I had no idea what I was doing, Jose. I was, I think I was using like a ramekin and like a stone, uh, you know, grinder and I did, I had no idea how to make peanut butter. I had to teach myself, you know, and it was just a lot of YouTube tutorials mm-hmm. and then, um, the better part of a year working in my mom's kitchen on a Cuisinart, mixing wow. up different flavors, getting friends in, doing taste testing, nice. a lot of trial and error, a lot of bad ideas like alcoholic peanut butter that just didn't pan out or too watery, whatever it was. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I haven't given up on that one, but, uh, dude, I'm telling you, here's yeah. another route. We know a, a Mascal, uh, company here in Arizona. <laughs> literally, yeah. literally, if you want it, you give me, give the me that number. I'll give you give that, me that number. number because they're totally, cause they are from Mexico. There were a couple of guys from ASU that like went down to Mexico. Yeah. Like, they fell in love with Mascal and okay. just like okay. went all out. Who doesn't want a Mascal peanut butter sandwich exactly. at, at work? Good, <laughs> in the good of combo. The day. A good combo. That is just an A plus right. afternoon. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's so many things that like I just I always like want people to meet each other. And just from your personality, I know you'd get along with definitely Waste Not AZ, but also the Mascal Boys. It's just so many people. I know you could work. Mascal Boys. Yeah. Well. Mascal Carano, US. That's their official full name. Shout out Abel. How you doing? Uh, but it's like really like your personality shines so through with this that I just know that you would work great with these individuals and different companies. The other question I'm kind of curious is I know that your sister is involved with this yes. business. Yes. How did she get involved and what's her kind of like key part to this business? Sure. So uh, my sister has come on as a co-owner mm-hmm. um, and uh, with with Americano and is doing amazing and great things yeah. and we're so much better for it. Uh, she's been involved from the very beginning in okay. different capacities with Americano, but was in school. So she completed a master's degree and nice. uh, recently came on full time with cool. our company. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yep. I originally taste tester that was her first originally entry. taste tester <laughs> pretty much every anyone that i could grab uh <laughs> that had a you know uh, not too much risk aversion uh became an, a taste tester so yeah so i you know i want to ask um you know a couple of things about the business aspect of how you you approach this um can you give us a little insight on how you go about your week or your day and you know what's the first thing that you do and then what's the last thing that you do do before you clock out 
Wow. So the first thing I do uh, in the course of the week is set my calendar. Okay. Uh, a friend told me a number of years ago that you're not a real adult unless you keep a calendar. <laughs> and until until he dropped that wisdom on me, I had not kept a calendar. Nice. And man, did it change my life. So I, I, I'm religious about keeping a calendar now. Okay. Everything goes in the calendar. Nice. And uh, I think it's frustrating for friends sometimes <laughs> when we're on the phone trying to make plans and say, wait one moment, let me check the calendar. Yeah, Come check. on, man. You know, it's, it's like not this Friday, maybe next Friday. <laughs> right. Um, so that's the first thing you set the calendar. And one of the first things we do each week uh, is have what we call a mastermind meeting where okay. we just unload everything that's on our minds, all the big topics yes. and come up with action items. That's really great. Yeah. I love I love how you approach this. This is a yep. really like a good like a business to that really approaches an overall like, okay, we're accepting and we're also kind of learning at the same time. We're accepting ideas and we're also learning from, you know, if it's a good idea, bad idea, whatever, we're gonna mm -hmm. try it out. And so sure. I mean, you're definitely someone who gets his hands dirty. I hope so. I want to get them dirty, but I don't want to get them too dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what organization can help with. And so that's that's typically how we start our weeks. And the main thing for us is just not letting things fall through the cracks mm -hmm. uh, every week. Inevitably, yeah. things will fall through the cracks, but um, to try and do our best to juggle and um, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be to have a lot of sticks in the fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, or as someone told me the other day, oars in the water. Yes. I liked that one. I like that like one. You too. have a lot of oars in the water right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, I guess we do. Um, so, you know, because we, we are a business, but we're also um, trying to uh, work in the community mm -hmm. and work with groups like the Andre House, work with groups on an international level. Um, and we don't, you know, as much as we're focused on business and growing the business and reaching more people and making the customers happy that, that, that enjoy our products, making sure we have a consistent product. We're also focused and consider people in the community who aren't customers at all to be stakeholders. And we don't yeah. want to forget about them or leave them behind. So that's what a lot of our time is spent doing in the mastermind sessions nice. is trying to figure out, okay, like how are we incorporating all of our stakeholders this week and, i love it yeah i like that and um what is you know as we've shifted um a lot of people shifted into mobile and becoming more um at home what did you guys do in you know to help i guess curve any kind of you know situation when it comes to this like uh social distancing stuff did you guys go to zoom calls right away you know what what did you guys take as far as switching up and what are some of the things that you're going to plan on keeping because i know sure. for some people they're like i really enjoy such and such from learning from this experience i'm going to think i'm going to try and implement this throughout the business from now on sure so i think what one interesting outcome from all of this jose is it's going to speed up the um implementation of a lot of humanless technologies yeah. from driverless cars 
to and you know it's not they're not humanless on some level there's humans behind them but to e-commerce yeah um and we saw e-commerce really shoot up during this time right because there are less humans in the process you don't have to be sure you're at home you're quarantined you go online Mm -hmm. and so uh that's definitely an area that we shifted a lot of emphasis to um we we picked up speed in rebuilding our website which we're going to launch this summer we're really excited uh, as part of a larger rebranding so we're going from from, nice. We're going from peanut butter Americano to Americano, nice. and then it, it's basically just a flip, um, and it's gonna it's Americano peanut butter Americano almond butter, and using that as a platform to launch other products. Beautiful. And as part of this, we're launching a new website, eat, eatamericano.com. I love it. And so that that really picked up uh, steam as part of this. And we are relaunching on Amazon and some other platforms yeah. as well, which uh, not all of our local listeners like to hear, but you've got to be on there. Um, and so that's kind of how we've we've kind of weathered this is yeah. is doing that. And uh, I hope investing that- in the e-commerce side. I like that. I the One aspect yeah. of it is just the overall how you guys are looking at the situation you saw the kind of antithesis of oh man the things are gonna switch or at least we're gonna have to make some real real heavy turns on making the e-commerce side stronger and so doing so there was an implementation and so i really really do hope that this goes without a hitch and if there's anything that we can do to help, I would love to shout you guys out on your launch day. That would be awesome. Thanks, Jose. No problem. Yeah, literally, what we can do is, as a community, I feel like, is just, you know, give people the time to have their voices heard. And a launch like this, something like a rebrand or something, you know, that's important to your business, I think really does, you know, it shows how much the community cares. And I want you to know that we do care. And Thank so, you. you know, you going to Amazon should be a good thing. Like you guys, you guys <laughs> Thanks, need to a... expand. You guys need yeah. to spread your wings. So I have no qualms with that. It like is I, a good thing. We don't yeah. want just California companies on there. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let's let's share the love. Let's get some Arizona business in there. That's and, right. And so, like, you know, one of the um, other things that we ask people too is. You know, I know that it's difficult as an owner to, you know, have to make difficult choices, letting go of some people and or if you had to, you know, let go of certain, you know, maybe even a flavor, like whatever it may be. Um, What do you do to kind of ease your pain as the owner or mentally? Like, what do you do to prep yourself for these tough conversations? And what do you do after to kind of alleviate some of you know because there's business owners listening there's entrepreneurs listening i want them to know that you guys all have the same kind of um you guys are all in the same chair you have to make tough decisions you know what it'd be nice to know is what are some things that are people doing to help them make those tough choices sure so for us the answer jose is that we're upfront open and transparent with everyone that we work with and uh you know from one adult to another usually people understand uh and especially during a pandemic uh which we're all going through all struggling through we were fortunate to uh be in the grocery world and to continue work and actually pull some folks out of Mm -hmm. uh furlough uh pretty quickly um and, and and bring in some um uh, a couple of national orders that were really, really huge and have helped carry us through. 
Um, but yeah, there, you know, there are sacrifices, uh, that you have to make. We're actually discontinuing one of our flavors, okay. uh, dark chocolate peanut butter, uh. sadly, uh, which we haven't, uh, actually announced yet, but I'm, I'm breaking <laughs> the news here. <laughs> Exclusive. Uh, it's a flavor we've had for, for close to eight years now. Wow. And it's going to break some hearts, I think, but, yeah. uh, you know, costs have changed, margins have changed, and we've had to really take a, a deep look at the, the flavors that we, uh, move forward with uh, in in markets, and so that one unfortunately is getting dropped. And uh, like a lot of things, this crisis kind of act as a catalyst to towards a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, like stopping working with certain groups, mm -hmm. um, dropping certain flavors. I mean, it's uh, you know we don't want to use it as an excuse to do things that we are we're already planning to do, but it did catalyze us, yeah. and uh, we actually took this downtime kind of as we do in the summers to really focus on strategy, focus on the months ahead and use it as a catalyst for changes that we need to make. And in some cases, sacrifices. So, for sure. Yeah. And that is definitely, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you have to make those decisions at the end of the day, you know, it's just, it's just business. Like honestly, but sure. you are doing everything that you can. And I can truly attest to like you are someone that are just i cannot get over the fact that you have your brophy kid you're like you grew up here and it's like this incredible business that you're giving back to if you could tell your 16 15 year old self something what would it be Oh boy, I, I I don't think he imagined a future where he was making peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I would blow his mind. What? <laughs> I would blow his mind. Uh, but just to just to not to give up. You know, that's the main thing is just persistence. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting a business, when you're an entrepreneur, especially, that is the hardest thing. You know, yeah. you there's so many moments when you are wearing a hat because you have to wear so many hats that you don't want to wear. And you're just thinking, you know, I could go get a day job, you know, <laughs> like I don't have to be doing this. I'm putting myself through this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's just pushing through those moments. And as much as you are looking forward to uh, the goals that you have and how far away from those goals you are, yeah. you have to look back and, and, and appreciate how far you've come at the same time. And so it's just every day trying to have that perspective and using that perspective to feed persistence and stay with it so dude i could not say it any better that was really great okay, thanks. <laughs> that's really great uh and, you know and that's kind of the same thing i approach this podcast with i look at every episode as a one step forward but also a nice i i mean i have to edit it so i always listen to myself and it's like or i always listen to the person and i'm just like i learned so much from the people who come in and just having to re listen and re-edit like all these stuff is just i learned so much and it's incredible that you've it's a it's a definite look forward and look back for me, especially when I'm editing. Um, the last question I'm kind of hit you with is where's the one or what's where is or what is the one place you want to or thing you want to do after, you know, um, when things are a little bit more settled and are normal? Sure. Oh boy, I, I want to see my friends again. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to get weird looks when I <laughs> ask them to hang out. Not that I, I mean, I, you know, I haven't been. We've been, we've been observing social distancing and all that. But um, yeah, just, I, I miss uh, a sense of 
normalcy on the yeah. social side of things as an extrovert this has been a special form of torture for me jose oh no i agree with you because yeah. as you can tell i am extrovert today yeah. extroverty today yes. and i just really like ha not having the one-to-one aspect of the podcast and going straight to like a zoom call right it is as an extrovert like you said it is like a dagger in the heart crushing <laughs> right. me and i just want to hang out with people absolutely and i have to say i know you asked this question earlier at first i really lamented the fact that we were switching to zoom and um, i've used house party quite a bit yeah. skype um, but i've kind of gotten used to and started to appreciate them a little yeah. bit especially when i realized that everyone was getting on them like every night yeah. so it was almost like more social time at a certain point so i'm almost going to miss <laughs> having social time every week yeah. with a curated uh, with hour allotment of like right. okay, i'm gonna join in at seven o'clock right. and we're gonna hang out for an hour or something i, like I that. hope that doesn't go away yeah i yeah. hope that we can find a way to incorporate that into our in-person social time yeah i love it and you know mm -hmm. just really i have to to say that you are definitely someone who I can learn from and someone who has definitely made this episode very fun. And so if you can go back to your little corner of your business and tell everyone out there, you know, hey, this is a credible podcast that cares so much, that would be great for us. And I will definitely let everyone know this incredible peanut butter that I'm holding in my hands, well, almond butter to That's be specific. Um, I want to say thank you to you for coming in. And at the end here, we usually pitch it to you to let everyone know where they can find you online, all your social media handles. And also if there's any events or like a launch that you would want people to know about, this is your chance to promote. Go Thank ahead. you, Jose. Yes, please, please, please find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Eat Americano is our handle. Um, our website currently is pbamericano.com where you can find our products. We have free shipping on uh, any any products in the $30 range. And uh, soon we will be launching a brand new website, relaunching on Amazon. You can also find our products um, in all Arizona Sprouts locations, all Arizona AJ's locations, and starting this summer, all Arizona Fry's locations, which we're really excited nice. about. And uh, thank you for having me, Jose. Absolutely. What a pleasure. I've been, you know, very, very enlightened today. And so, ladies and gentlemen, before I go, I have to say you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. And uh, we do make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is at FindingArizonaPodcast. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, let us know who you want to come in next. And last but not least, we do have a place for you guys to go become super fans. That's Patreon.com slash FindingArizonaPodcast. We have extra bonus content for you to sign up for and there we do have an extra bonus podcast called fine examination 50 questions where we fill up with fun with every guest hopefully you would like to take the test would you like to take the 50 question test of course i would oh awesome yeah. so join us there at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast and with that we say good night to all of you listening good night to our dear dear friend and uh see you on the next one bye y'all bye